from coast to coast to coast. You're listening to Terra Informa. Welcome to Terra Informa. I'm Hannah Cunningham, and I'll be your host for the next half an hour of environmental news from across Canada and around the world. This week, we'll hear from Terra Informer Sydney Karbenik and her visit to the Mosaic Centre, Alberta's first net zero and LEED Platinum certified building. But first, let's see what's been going on in the world this week. a scorcher in Edmonton this week, and weather reports around the Northern Hemisphere are all calling for heat waves. Several Canadian fire experts believe that climate change and rising temperatures are a contributing factor to increases in wildfires in Canada and worldwide. Right now, there are fires burning in British Columbia, Ontario, Quebec, and California. Overseas, Portugal, France, Italy, Greece, and Sweden are all struggling with raging fires. While fire itself is a natural part of many different ecosystems, the increasing strength and size of many wildfires has become concerning. With climate change bringing hotter, drier summer conditions, fires have the opportunity to grow and become out of control more often than before. Speaking of rising temperatures, what do you do when you move from your heavily air-conditioned workplace to the balmy heat of the city streets? You shed a layer, that's what you do. But what if you couldn't? Here lies the problem for animals like mountain goats, where even their northernmost habitats are facing rising temperatures. While animals can't shed their coats at will when they get too hot, over time, changes like shedding coats earlier in the year could occur. Scientist Katarzyna Nowak from the United States is following goat paths in the Yukon and setting up cameras to capture images of them to determine whether the animals are changing their behaviors, like cooling themselves on exposed ledges or shedding early in order to cool themselves. Nowak is also calling upon the public to submit photos of mountain goats with date and timestamps. Nowak is using a photo editing program to look at the pixels of each image to determine how much of the goat's coats have been shed. Now, on to some good news. Swift foxes are making a return from the brink in Canada. In the 1930s, the small foxes were declared extinct in Canada after large-scale agriculture led to the disturbance of much of their habitat. Organizations such as the Nature Conservancy of Canada bought land in southern Alberta and replaced the fencing to make it wildlife friendly, knowing that keeping land in the area undeveloped was important for swift fox habitat retention. In the 70s, breeding programs were started with foxes brought in from the United States in an effort to re-establish populations in Canada. Now, there are around 100 swift foxes living in Alberta's grasslands, many of which are results of these breeding programs. The Nature Conservancy of Canada 
is not disclosing the exact location of its property in order to prevent the foxes from being disturbed by humans. Do you want to help play an active role in the future of energy in Alberta? It has been announced that scholarships are available to Indigenous youth aged 25 and under to attend the Pemina Institute's 2018 Alberta Climate Summit, which is taking place in Calgary on September 26th. This summit brings together industry, government, environmental NGOs, and Indigenous and rural communities to discuss energy trends in the province and explore the potential for, quote, energy evolution, end quote. Scholarship applications are due September 11th. For links for, to more information on how to apply or for more information about the summit, visit our website at terrainforma.ca. A few months ago, Terra Informer Sydney Karbenik got the chance to visit the one-of-a-kind Mosaic Centre in Edmonton. It's now formally known as the PrimeMed Mosaic Centre due to its recent change in ownership. The PrimeMed company is a local medical products company that put their values to action when they decided to invest in the Leeds Certified Building. We hope that this story will inspire any and all businesses to look at more sustainable work sites, if not for the solar panels, then for the live plant walls. sustainably build it more beautifully and do it on uh, on a budget that would be comparable to building any other kind of building in Edmonton. Most of the companies that they met with said there's no way you can do this, it can't be done, but they wanted to prove that it, it could be done. My name is Craig Blackburn and I'm with PrimeMed Medical Products. I'm the senior brand manager. So. PrimeMed is a local but global medical product manufacturing company. So we're a really cool Edmonton success story that probably not too many people know about. Uh, we started about 25 years ago in the basement of a house here in Edmonton. And the company has grown you know, dramatically over the last few years. Uh, we're, we have uh, 50 employees locally. Um, we're owned and operated locally. So we have a thousand employees internationally. Um, we manufacture many of the medical products that you would find in a hospital. Our values um, are, you know, collaboration, trust, respect. Um, we're a really fearless company. Um, it's very entrepreneurial. There's a very entrepreneurial mindset within our company, and this is a space that captures all of that. So. The Mosaic Centre is Alberta's first net-zero LEED Platinum Certified Commercial Building. What exactly does that mean? Um, or more specifically, what is LEED Certified? Uh, LEED stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. It's an internationally recognized certification program that builders can adopt for their projects. So it's something that builders can opt into. It's not like a mandatory uh, program um, and it works off of a point system. So um, for all the environmentally sustainable processes or systems that you put in place, um, you get points. And so the more things that you put in place, the more points you get. 
and that determines what level of certification your uh, building will receive. So the PrimeMed Mosaic Center is a platinum LEED certified building, which is the highest uh, achievement that you can get in leadership and energy or leadership and environmental design. A few things that I could add to that is that constructing buildings has an enormous impact on the environment. So even in a brand new build, there are a ton of materials that typically go to landfill. And so one of the uh, major systems that was put in place for the build of this building was that virtually no um, materials would go to waste. So a lot of the wood that has been used in the building um, is recycled in some form. So some of the art installations or the beautiful chandeliers, um, some of the furniture in the building has all been reused from what would have been waste in the um, offcuts of wood going to uh, the landfill. And then everything else um, that would have gone to a landfill was recycled. So I think it's in around 95% of the waste in this building went to either being recycled or reused in some, in some fashion. So a really low environmentally um, negative footprint. In your opinion, what are the most unique features of the building? Where do I start? There are so many. <laughs> um, so from some of the technical kind of fun fact features of the building is that there are 32 geothermal wells in this building. So what that means is that uh, for any of the heating and cooling of the building, um, it's generated by the heat of the earth. It also has 200, over 200 solar panels, whether that's on the roof or even on the sides of the building. And any bit of energy or electricity that this building uses comes from the sun. So those are two of the kind of fun facts. Um, all of the rainwater that falls in this building is collected and then reused to water the um, campus garden. Inside the building, there's just so many amazing uh, features. Like you look at how much um, wood is in this space. People love wood. It's such an amazing um, material to work with. You want to bring the outside, inside. There's wood everywhere and it. it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Lots of plant life within here. So there's a 35-foot wall garden. That, along with the air filtration system in this building, create incredibly clean air. So when you breathe here and you take a deep breath, you know, you, you can sense that the air is clean. You never feel stuffed up. Um, if you're in meetings, you never feel tired. Everyone always seems really alert in here. So that's kind of a neat thing, too. Like I said earlier, there's a campus garden. Um, and so we have one of Edmonton's, in my opinion, one of Edmonton's best restaurants in here, uh, the workshop. And so on top of their amazing food, they also grow a lot of their produce right out here um, in, their, in the garden. We have a daycare within the facility as well. Um, so that's great. We have an amazing kitchen, um, lots of spaces, lots of collaborative spaces that aren't just your typical standard meeting rooms. Great patio. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so I have a question specifically on the solar panels. Sure. I'm not sure if it's a misconception that solar panels are more expensive to purchase or install. What are the costs around solar panels specifically? And maybe if you know about the geothermal as well. So yes, there's an initial upfront cost to the solar panels, absolutely. Over the course of, I believe it's about 10 years, those panels will have been completely paid for in terms of the amount of energy that they're using. Through the solar panels that are here, the energy that's created in the summertime is enough to power the building for the entire winter. So where we have you know, much shorter days in, in the winter and snow coverage, which sometimes ends up falling on the, on the solar panels, there's enough energy that's created in the summer that it's able to sustain the building for the entire year, which is pretty neat. Um, in terms of the costs, um, we're net zero, which means that for the energy that we're using, we're also putting back to the grid. So the costs end up being quite comparable um, to any traditional building. Okay, so for you as someone who works here, how do you rate this building on comfort and ergonomics and maybe also with the people that you speak to who also work here, how do they feel about it? Right, so um, employees were consulted um, before we moved into this building. So on top of all the amazing features that you know, mentioned already and all of the, you know, glass and amazing light that penetrates the space. Um, staff always feel energized and engaged in their work. They never feel tired. In terms of how you're able to, to work, we're outfitting everyone with sit-to-stand desks as well. So that helps just in keeping people moving throughout the day and not feeling like they're stuck sitting down at a cubicle. Um, there's again lots of amazing um, meeting spaces to switch up your day and do things differently and in terms of being able to get employee feedback um, you know, we have employee engagement surveys and what they feel about the space and based on the tenants that are currently in the space aside from us you know nothing but amazing feedback on how great staff feel to come to work. You can bike to work, there's a locker downstairs to park your bike, there's showers here if you need to shower up after, um, having the you know restaurant and daycare make it easy for people who have children that you know want to put them in daycare here. Um, so there's yeah lots of great features that way. Terra Informa, broadcasting from CJSR 88.5 FM studios on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton. You're currently listening to an interview with the senior brand manager of the one-of-a-kind Primed Mosaic Centre in Edmonton. Do you know of any other industries or companies 
have expressed interest in replicating this type of building? Based on the information we've been uh, given by the previous owners is that um, virtually every industry has toured this building. This is Edmonton's and perhaps one of Alberta's most toured commercial buildings. Um, so that says a lot to the way that it was constructed and the original vision and intent for building this building was that it would inspire other builders to want to do the same thing. And so the original hope was that this building in you know five or ten years down the road would almost seem outdated which seems kind of crazy, but would almost be outdated because of other builders wanting to incorporate what's been done here and take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Virtually every industry has been through this building and have toured it from you know, government to private companies um, to see what is realistic for people to take into their space. So it could be through the retrofitting of a current space or in the brand new build what kind of features um, would other companies or organizations want to have to adopt into their space. I work for Pipeline Medical Products and um, we didn't build this building. We have recently purchased and moved into this building. Um, so we bought this building last summer. Um, I know the, the primary goal of building the building, if we're talking about why uh, the original owners decided to build this space was to you know, inspire other builders to, to follow suit and continue to build beautiful, sustainable and affordable buildings. Um, the original visionaries for this building were uh, Dennis Cuckoo and Christy Benoit and they partnered up with a local architectural and design firm called Manask Isaac as well as Shadows Construction and they partnered on building this space so they had toured sustainable buildings all around the world and one of the most inspirational buildings for this space is the Bullet Center, which is in Seattle. So this place came to be built in 2015. Um, in 2017, we purchased the building and we're currently moving in uh, and we'll be here within the next month. Mm -hmm. yeah. Could you speak a little bit about um, when the initial owners were first starting to build, or first wanted to build the building? When the original owners were looking for new space for their business, um, they were looking at all of the you know, available commercial spots all around Edmonton. And most of them tended to be quite boring and boxy and didn't really capture the essence or culture of their company and you know they're typically built in the same way um, they can be boring and they maybe don't follow the same kind of building practices that one would hope for like there, there's nothing 
inherently wrong with the way that they're built. It just could be done better. So that's that was the main goal in this is can we build a building better, do it more sustainably, build it more beautifully, and do it on uh, on a budget that would be comparable to building any other kind of building in Edmonton. Um, they couldn't find anything that suited their needs. And we were going through that same challenge a year ago when we were looking for a space as we couldn't find one that captured the essence of our company. And so we could relate a lot with that. And when we found out this building was available, we jumped at it. I'm just wondering in terms of tenant productivity because me I work in cubicles all day it's dreary Mm -hmm. and being here I just feel so like light and productive from everyone that we've interviewed so far they feel way more productive in a space like this Um, just with the amount of natural light that comes in with the air filtration system that we have here along with so much plant life um, you know sunlight beautiful environment it just makes you feel better about working you don't feel like you're stuck in a cube Um, and we do have cubicles in this space um, but you don't feel like you're in a cube farm (laughs) of what what you would typically find in another office environment yeah so employee productivity is quite high Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so that's that's a huge incentive for other companies to want to be in a place like this and want to build. Should be, yes. I find it interesting when companies take the leap into doing something like this. So do you know about um, the original builder's business case into doing something like this? A little bit. Um, so the way that they approached this project is quite different from how most uh, construction projects are, are are dealt with. So typically in a normal commercial building setting or any building, everyone's so concerned with their profit and their bottom line and getting what they want the most for the least. and that's one of the reasons why buildings sometimes take longer and often for they end up being um, over budget this is a building that was built in shorter time frame than it was expected and under budget which is an incredible feat given what you see here <laughs> um, and that was a, a collaborative process that the original visionaries and the partnering firms created where they put all of the potential profit for this building into a pool that they would share and it just changed that doing that changed the mindset of everyone within the um, in this collaborative agreement that you're looking for ways to do things more efficiently without sacrificing the quality of what's being built Um, And that trickled down right to any of the construction workers that were on site. If they could think of a better, more efficient way of doing something, they were empowered to be able to do that. So uh, when you walk through a lot of the common spaces where there could potentially be lots of 
noise, like a kitchen or foyers. There's a lot of sound buffering panels in here. All of the those sound buffering panels were created from you know, the offcuts of construction materials. There's some really funky art installations around here as well as the chandeliers, other pieces. So a lot of the um, materials that would have gone to a landfill were reused in this space in really creative ways. So if you or any of your listeners are interested in learning more about this building, this building has its own website because this is such an innovative building. There's not many buildings that have that. Um, there's and there's so much information on it. There's um, things that were done in you know in such unique ways, especially to um, Edmonton. Um, that people want to know. There, you know, and so if you go to uh, primedmosaiccenter.com, there's all sorts of great videos. Um, a, like documentary on the how this space came to be, the original partners. Um, if people really want to, you know, geek out on some of the fun features or interesting uh, techniques that were used to build this building, it's all captured on our website. So that's a, you know, it's a great resource for anyone that wants to learn more about this space. We also offer tours of the building. So um, I would encourage anyone that wants to take a field trip out here to come and check it out. One of the most environmentally sustainable buildings in the world. We were actually just featured in, um, a, in a book that uh, basically reviews the most environmentally sustainable buildings in the world and this one made the cut. So that's kind of a neat feather in the cap for yeah. Edmonton <laughs> yeah. that we can make a, an international uh, publication like that. I think that anything that can be done to make a building more sustainable and beautiful and affordably should be done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were skeptics originally when looking at this building, like I'm sure many are if they're considering building in a way like what was done here. Um, but you know, we've been converted and are true believers just in the amount of positivity that a building like this creates, not just for the workers inside of it, but for even just the community surrounding it. Um, and especially when the days are nice and sunny, um, you know, workers never feel like they're stuck out, they're stuck inside when they want to be outside. You don't feel like you've lost that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you would never go back to a traditional building? <laughs> uh, I don't think after being in a space like this, I think it's set the bar very high. When I think of medical products, I don't think of spaces like this, like environmentally friendly, sustainable buildings. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to note that you don't have to be like a hippie, whatever no, business no, to like <laughs> be in an amazing space like this. Like yes. it should be for everyone, right? Yes. And I think that might be one of those um, maybe misconceptions about... And I think it's changing, but just about building sustainably, uh, that it isn't just for the, you know, someone that's a hippie and wants to work out of a space that anyone can build this way. It's just that you have to, if you have to make that conscious choice 
to do it. It can be done on, this is proof that it can be done on a budget that would be the same as any other building in town here. Um, and hard to compare the aesthetics of this building with any other. I don't think there is anything really that comparable to this. So um, it's proof that it can be done. You just have to want to do it. That was Sydney Karbenik speaking with Craig Blackburn, the senior brand manager of the Prime Ed Mosaic Centre in Edmonton. If you want to hear more stories like this one, check out our website at terrainforma.ca for past episodes. Terra Informa is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton, produced with respect on Treaty 6 territory. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to terra at cjsr.com or tweet it at terrainforma. Thanks this week to our contributors, Sydney Karbenik and Amanda Rooney. I've been your host, Hannah Cunningham. Catch you next week. <laughs>